Welcome to Lady Leadership, the podcast that celebrates and empowers women in leadership roles. I'm your host, Sam McIntyre. In each episode, we'll dive deep into the experiences, challenges and triumphs of extraordinary women who are making their mark in various industries. My mission is to amplify the voices of women leaders, to share their stories, insights and wisdom. By doing so, we can break down barriers, challenge stereotypes and pave the way for more inclusive and diverse future. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Lady Leadership Podcast. I'm very excited today to have Kate Dillon on the show. Now, Kate is the founder of SheLine. Now, it would be remiss of me to say that SheLine makes bags because it's a lot more than just a bag and there's just a beautiful story behind SheLine and um, a wonderful mission and I'm just really excited to introduce you to Kate. Hello. Thank you so much for being on the show. Now, I will just say you were a cor- corporate law- lawyer and in 2015 you started SheLine. Tell me a little bit about that. Sure. Um, well, I stayed a corporate lawyer, actually. Um, I couldn't find a handbag to carry everything that I needed. And uh, I, I really liked to wear um, a beautiful power suit and feel, you know, strong in what I was wearing. And I was often let down by the Woolies bag full of paperwork and the gym bag and uh, the lunch bag. Uh, And you'd have a beautiful bag, but it could never carry a laptop. And then if you had a laptop bag in those days, it was one of those really ugly, big, podgy, black um, bags. So uh, yeah, I thought, gosh, it can't be that hard to make a beautiful bag with distinctive interiors that won't break um that's reflective of the woman uh and spoke to a whole lot of colleagues and friends and they'd all had the same frustration so that's where SheLine started. And tell me about how how you then kind of embarked on that so you know being a corporate lawyer how did you then go about like design and the ideas and all of that just run me through that. Yeah, so I think being a corporate lawyer, I was a bit bullish about the fact that I thought I could do it and it was actually way harder than anything that I've studied and way harder than being a lawyer <laughs> and um, was much more complicated and I think I've grown more as a woman, as a human, as a person, as a problem solver, as a strategist and as an employee and as an owner running a business and starting a business from scratch um, than anything else that I've done. Uh, but, yes, I uh, I went and did all of the handbag construction courses at RMIT with Andrew Smith at the time, who's a wonderful person who was an ex-Hermes and Oriton bag designer and maker and so learnt about um, pattern making and leather appreciation and clutch design and gusset bags and tote bags and reinforcements and seam structure and using and skiving leather and doing um, using different types of machinery and what's actually involved and what the reinforcements look like because uh, my brain has absolutely been trained to understand the how uh, and so I needed to I wanted to understand how so that I could um, ask for what I knew that I was going to get um, or get the right thing um, to eventually um, get a factory to help me make them. And then I did all of the Illustrator and Photoshop courses at RMIT three times. I think they thought that I was crazy because I was doing them more to network and meet people and pick people's brains because it was at a time in 2015 where people were transitioning from um, analogue 
design to digital design. So there were a lot of people from very big companies that were learning how to translate their um, work product into a digital space. Um, And so they were the perfect people to say, oh, hey, do you know where would be a good place to source leather ethically? And do you know who I would speak to about freight? And do I have to do any testing? And what does that look like? (laughs) Where do I get hardware? Yeah. um, yeah, uh, you know, do I do I have to use Illustrator to make a tech pack, and uh, should I make a sample here, and 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 which country should I go to, and um, where's the best trade shows? <laughs> Are there any other questions you think I should be asking? <laughs> and you you were just were you doing this at night then? So tell me about how because um, yes, well, to be fair, um, I decided in 2014 that I would leave the law. And I left and did like three months straight of study at RMIT doing all of these courses at night school and during the day, doing all the vocational courses to learn as much as I could, thinking that, oh, you know, I'll start the business and everybody will want to buy a bag and that'll be fine and that'll be exactly the same as being a lawyer, if not better, and it's going to be huge. (laughs) Uh, Then my husband was like, well, actually, that like legal salary that you had was pretty good. Maybe you could go and do a part-time thing because the business probably won't take off immediately. And I was like, yeah, okay. So um, went and got a flexible role at Gilbert and Tobin covering a a maternity position um, for a a person, uh, like a professional support lawyer. So they write like boilerplates, um, like the the clauses that go into all of the contracts essentially that the business uses, like the fundamental black letter law pieces, very much a go in and do the work and then go home type of role not client facing and um as you can see probably I'm quite extroverted (laughs) so (laughs) the role turned into very naturally more of a soundboard for other lawyers who couldn't bill for time which is also what a professional support lawyer does um and uh and then that naturally evolved into the ability to put forward a business case to be um, a knowledge and innovation lawyer and then an innovation strategy lawyer and then a transformation lawyer. And Gilbert and Tobin have been very progressive since 2015 when I um, began working there as as a professional support lawyer. And um, they've supported me evolving as my business has evolved. And then I think as I've grown as a woman, I became more and more passionate about demonstrating that you could be valued and have a leadership trajectory on a flexible arrangement so then it became okay not only do I want to run the business and demonstrate I can do it on a lean model and make it sustainable um, but I want to also hold down a flexible arrangement in a professional services environment with a leadership trajectory and they've absolutely supported me to do that and um I don't know that it's been the easiest course, but it's definitely been incredibly fulfilling. And um, I'm 100% about success is subjective and it's what, you know, sets your soul on fire. And for me, I wanted the intellectual stimulation of being in a professional services environment and being like fiercely feminist about being valued for um, the outputs rather than the time commitment and um, not being penalised for having a business baby or a human baby. And, uh, and and they've been 100% supportive of that. And then the business has evolved itself as well and it's been the most amazing learning experience um, and I've made so many mistakes and that's where all the lessons are and you just got to be open to course correcting and I think that's what I've done the entire time and now I've got this, like, passion to disrupt myself all the time. So yeah. yeah. Moving yeah. to a space where you grow because that's where you grow. When you feel uncomfortable, you grow, so. 
I love that both of those things have evolved so much. I, what I really love about it is that you went and learnt all that information and um, what was the gentleman's name again? Andrew Smith. Yeah, I mean, Andrew, who'd been at Hermes, just happened to be at RMIT. So, you know, tick tick there, like that's just incredible, doing all that learning. But I love that you did both sides of it too, so the handbag construction and then actually, you know, the illustration and all of that. And then, you know, the third part of that with, the networking and who can I meet here and who do you know and yeah, just kind of putting yourself amongst that and, yeah, incredible. I love that. And then kind of going, okay, well, do you know what I do? Because I, I think it's a really valid learning and something I've learned as well is I've actually got to still make some money. And when you're used to those <laughs> big salaries as well, to then go cold turkey, nothing and go, yeah. oh, I many does. Doesn't just happen. Why not? Why does not everybody want to well, come? Why no. are they fine by being flooded? Yeah. Well, oh. What was the sort of time frame from like, you know, that learning to I've got a bag in my hands that I could sell someone? So I uh I I I left my role at a big law firm um in September 2014. Um and then I started all those um classes at RMIT in those three months leading up to Christmas and then I um, ended up joining GNT in January 2015 and I had a launch for SheLine in July 2015 and I had eight bags and models and a runway and drums and oh, I invited like all the people from the law firm and like um, all these people that, you know, were supporting me and completely forgot that you needed to invite the media and influencers and PR and all that sort of stuff. And uh, the day before someone was like, oh, so who have you got like record, like, you know, doing the PR? And I was like, oh, what do you mean? And you're like, well, how is anybody going to know beyond the people that go? I was like, yeah, that's really valid because you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just lucky um, that a friend of a friend who came happened to be a reporter for the Herald Sun and it, it got up onto um, news.com.au like lawyer produce handbag with these crazy names like negotiator and deal closer and um, <laughs> it was like uh, up online and then there was all these thousands of hits and that was pure luck so but that was like a perfect example of not knowing what you don't know and jumping in whole hog and then going oh that's like the whole point of a um, a launch and then you know obviously never ever again doing something like that without having it a lot more architected but I think I feel like it's like that in every area of your life and I think if you're just constantly leaning into learning something all the time and being curious and saying you know ah, don't firmly hold a certain opinion because you might be making assumptions about something that isn't accurate isn't accurate and you and most of the time you don't know a lot yeah. about what you're doing and the more you you know, the more you know, you don't know. So but then it's the it's the learning, and then it's the doing. And you know, the doing can be like it can be learning, doing, and um, you know, it's a mixture of those things. And um, so just in terms of then kind of that pathway to, so you 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 pretty much you did everything in the business yourself. Everything, yeah, everything, 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 yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough, isn't it? Like it is, it is. But it was so fulfilling, uh, and it was this whole creative and commercial space that I didn't feel I was getting in a law firm environment. Um, and but then maintaining the legal side gave me this, um, like, sort of really strong intellectual piece that's now turned into this strategic piece, which is really great as well. Which I obviously also have in my business, but at a smaller scale because a law firm is so big. Yeah. Um, 
But it's really amazing how the two reinforce each other and strengthen each other and the lessons learned in both environments, which are quite different, equally apply in both settings and make you a better performer in each space. Um, and that's super powerful. And I think that is something um, that has been a massive gift. And, uh, yeah, I don't think I would have even known that that was a thing unless I tried to do something that was a bit unconventional. Yeah, I think you know. I think it's like it's that piece about giving it a go yourself, isn't it? Right. And, yeah. And but also doing something outside of. Uh, I've also you know started a couple of businesses on the side myself and um, had various degrees of success and then but also had learnings of like actually I I don't want to do this. The reality of this is not what I'm interested in. Um, and so being able to have that growth, but then that has then helped me in say my day job as well. Um, you know, just that knowledge and that experience, et cetera. Absolutely. Tell me, Kate, tell me what happened in 2020 then. So 2020 um, was a curly one for everyone. <laughs> yeah, 2019, um, Line was going actually really well, like really having a growth spurt. And um, I had reinvested a whole lot of the additional sales into buying a really premium range of bags that were all Italian leather at a much higher price point than normal, very exclusive range that were all due to arrive in February and March. And I had a three-year-old and a newborn in December 2019. Um, and and so, whilst you've just had a couple, you just popped out a couple of couple children. of kids, yeah. And uh, I was on mat leave because I'd had the I'd had my son in uh, early December, um, and you know, as you know, everything got locked down in March and. The problem that SheLion solves essentially is commuting um, and, you know, bringing your work gear to and from the office in an organised way so that you can perform at your best. <laughs> the problem that we solved disappeared overnight. Uh, and so essentially it became apparent um, very quickly as the lockdown was extended uh, that despite having very loyal customers, I, I would need to change direction if the business was going to survive. Mm. And I was really adamant that um, I wanted it to transform and survive, but I wanted it to support other small businesses that were in pain um, and that if I was going to go down, I'd go out in flames and make a difference. And so um, decided that I needed to make something ideally that was end-to-end -end Australian made, like every single element if possible, and I thought something like a sweatshirt would be easy, again, another assumption. <laughs> uh, more open to questioning them, but um, a big assumption. And uh, knowing that I'd worked at Feathers at law school and Margaret Porrett is amazing, um, and I knew that she had manufactured in Brunswick, um, I cold called um, the factory and said, hey, I, I used to work for Marg and I know that you're amazing. I've got this idea. I appreciate we're all in lockdown. I have a, a bit of, I have like a, a bit of an understanding now um, around how to design and manufacture and, and make handbags. I have no clue how to make apparel. Yeah. Um, I'd be really interested in your guidance if you're willing to support me. I'd like to make a sweatshirt that's like zero to wear every element Australian made. Is that of interest to you and would you be open to connecting me with some people that could help with that? And uh, they absolutely did. And um I, I, it was much more complicated <laughs> again and multiple, multiple elements. And in the end, 22 businesses came together, um, obviously because they're all small businesses and I think a larger business would probably have 
quite a few of those technical specialties possibly in-house or if you outsourced overseas, a factory would take care of a lot of those elements. But, um, yeah, right through from sourcing um, the mill and uh, getting the cotton and the rib and the industrial washing and the labels and the screen printing and, um, you know, all of the packaging and absolutely every element um, to be something from an Australian worker. Um, and then it demonstrated that there were 300 hands that touched this one garment from this small business, uh, that that was a, a powerful point to make um, in an industry that needs, I think, more support at a government level and more scaffolding um, from an infrastructure. Like it's a wicked problem. It's not something that we can solve overnight. It needs multiple parties coming together to have a big think tank to solve it essentially. Um, but it was a real opportunity to innovate because we're moving into this space potentially where it's not going to be the last pandemic and we need to be less reliant on other countries and it would be great to galvanize the the manufacturing industry here and really support it and um rebuild it because it used to be so strong um there's such an opportunity to bring it back and support australians and it's all that knowledge isn't it and uh, you know passing down of that knowledge through further generations and if we completely stop manufacturing in australia we're going to we're going to lose that knowledge in australia absolutely yeah absolutely but the ability to make that attractive again and to make that you know more modern and and infuse technology into that and um yeah have it paid appropriately and then have consumers understand what they're paying for and then have it last longer and it be more sustainable and you'd be able to actually go and touch and feel and see the people that are are making the things that you're making and yeah, there's just a lot of benefits. Yeah, it's really that quality and um, that cost and that, you know, that cost per wear. And so Sheline Apparel was born at that point. Yes, yes. Um, so our tops say, actually, I can and support local uh, mm-hmm. because actually we could, even in lockdown, <laughs> over Zoom and email and text. Um, and then these people were so amazing that I, I wanted to go and I felt like I knew them. They were like family when I went to finally meet them when we were able to come out of lockdown. And I, so I wanted to interview all of them and, um, understand their stories. Hmm. And I, so I went and videoed them on my phone thinking that'd be sufficient. And then these stories were just incredible. I was like, oh, this is so much bigger than my business. Um, and so I realized that I really needed to invest some in some professional footage and, and capture these amazing stories uh, because this was clearly an advocacy piece that could potentially be picked up by someone who was actually going to petition like a, at a federal level or something and could use it as a use case. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's why we made that video and, and it was picked up by Creative Victoria. It was picked up by the Australian Fashion Council. Um, I'm really proud of all the people that came together to support it and I think it was a fabulous um, thing to be able to demonstrate what's in our backyard and sort of shine a light on um the capability that we do have and what could be you know rebuilt essentially you know because we're going to need to if we don't want to lose it yeah so for the audience if you pop onto the sheline website so sheline.com.au and if you have a look if you just scroll down slightly there's an absolutely beautiful video that kate was just talking about which is called actually i can how more than 20 aussie businesses bonded together to support local and um just such a beautiful video and just telling the story of, um, you know, that that end-to-end manufacturing 
process really and all the different parts and all the different players and how, um, you know, lots of Australian stories there as well. So also when you're on the website, check out the really wonderful handbags and um, also the wonderful apparel. And you've got a lovely black jacket on there I noticed as well, which looks great. Tell it walk fearlessly on the inside. Sorry, what was that? It says walk fearlessly on the inside. That's so great. Because that's yeah. what us as women need, don't we, in in our businesses, in our careers, in the workplace. We need that, you know, you can, that little extra boost. Yeah, uh, I think I think women can do anything. I think women are super, super power people. I think women just have to, like, own, own their power and tap into that and let go of all of the society bullshit and everything that you know is forced upon us to think that we can't I think that women can do anything and you can do anything and if you decide you want to do it and you you just have to decide I don't think you need to wait to believe you can I think you need to decide you can and go and do it and just take action right I think so just take a step and you know you can always course correct correct and no one knows everything and 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 it's not a problem if you know if you don't know everything and you can always learn along the way and I mean, what I really like about your story is that continuously asking others and asking, you know, within that network that you've created, et cetera, and not being afraid to ask, I think, which is great. Oh, I think everything in life is relationships. And I think it's always about understanding how you can support other people. And then that comes back three, fourfold every time. So it's always about understanding how you can provide value to and how you can support others and then they go out of their way to support you. And uh, I think there's huge strength in being able to say, I don't know, do you, can you help me as yeah. well? Yeah. Um, Best way for people to get in contact with you, Kate? Uh, probably LinkedIn, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> Lovely. So check Kate out on LinkedIn. Check out Sheline. I'll put the link in the notes. Thank you so much for being on the show, Kate. I just I love your story and I think it's just proof, right, that, you know, where you where you start is not where you end up and kind of everything evolves and um, just try if you if you have a love for something or if you, you know, can see a problem, have a go. Yeah, and if you're not happy with where you are, change something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you can do anything if you set your mind to it. Anything's possible. Guts, determination and persistence and you can walk fearlessly. <laughs> it's so good, walk fearlessly. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, then please subscribe and leave a review. I'd love to hear from you. Also, there is a couple of ways that you can work with me. If you check out my website, www.lady-leadership.com, there you can sign up to my weekly newsletter. I'll send you one actionable career tip that you can use each week to help you in your career. Also, if you're interested in some career coaching, I provide career coaching. So you can check out my site there and uh, sign up for some career coaching if you're looking for a, a bit of a hand. Hope you have a great day. Cheers.